Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the all new It's a Winner Poker Show with Mal and Sam. Let's rock and roll.
everybody and welcome to the itswinner.co.uk poker podcast. It's me, Mal255, on the 5th of April, 2016, and we are back in the light nights, which is very, very nice. Uh, I want to welcome my co-host for this evening, Sam Shan. How are you doing? I'm good, Mal. Very good. Yourself? Yep. Um, as ever, it's been a full week. I'm fine, mate. I will get into why I am hurting at the moment, not mentally, but physically. <laughs> um, we'll get to that in a bit but I literally as I sit here ladies and gentlemen who are listening in everything the lower half of my body is twinging uh, at random intervals so it's quite interesting which bit is going to twinge next so the last couple of seconds it's been the right groin and the left shin so you know it's a bit of a lottery but I'm enjoying it <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, yeah it's been a fun week uh, want to just quickly allude to uh, a slight problem in fact um, and I, this may sound like I know what I'm talking about, but unfortunately, I don't really. I just know what's happening. I couldn't tell you why or how or how to fix it, but there you go. Uh, you guys might be aware that we run the, we've always run the It's a Winner show right back since May 2009 from TalkShoe. Brilliant service. Um, free service, and it, you know, and it feeds, you get your little XML feed that's created for you, and you, you, pull, you put that into a, the iTunes Podcast Connect service. And it, it synchronizes everything into iTunes and people can subscribe and download and it's all very sophisticated. And uh, everything on that since May 2009 has worked perfectly until last week. So our first show back on the 22nd of March, Sam, that worked fine. Yeah. The next week I went into the online um, where you search for It's a Winner iTunes and you get to see what it looks like in iTunes and the show was missing the 29th of March. And I thought, mm, that's strange. It must just be... Taking a little while to show up, but never never showed up. But when you go into iTunes itself, the program, there, there it was, and you could download the show. So I'm thinking, what? So I contacted iTunes. Now, this bit sounds easy, contacted iTunes. It is not easy to find out how to contact these people. <laughs> they don't, yeah, they obviously don't want to be found. Well, the, the, they need to get rid of the silly ones that were just like the millions and millions of stupid things they got. So they make it so you really have to work for it. It's out there, but it's not. So the, I guess the logic is if you find it, you really need it because you've gone to the effort to actually hunt it out. Yeah, that's a fair one. <laughs> Which is most places will be the same, and you can understand why. So anyway, I eventually sent an email in, got one back saying, oh, have you adjusted your feed settings? And what I tried to get back to them, and I, I eventually emailed them back and said, look, I can't change the talk show feed because it's just there. It just is what it is. You know, it's not part of the service that can change it. So I'm stuck with it, so you need to make it work. But when I logged in, I've got another podcast, which people may have heard. It was the politics podcast with Liam, my friend Liam, when he was standing for Parliament. We did that for actually longer than I realised, about literally about a year and a half, where when we'd stopped doing the It's a Winner show. And that was working. That It was from the same type of feed, I'm thinking, whoa, this is weird. Like, why is it just the It's a Winner? I don't know whether this is a good or a bad thing, but now they're both bust. <laughs> so it's like, ugh. So basically, if you already subscribe to us, you're fine. Unless it's completely broken, in which case we have a Houston, we have a major problem. Um, hopefully, it just means if you find the show, it'll look like our last show was on the 22nd of March. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just basically looks like we're a brand new show. Which we're obviously not. We've had we've had some long history. Um, I must say, iTunes don't instill me with much confidence, Mal. To be fair. Well, no, yeah, I mean, you're partially right, Sam. What it looks like is it, it if you if you already subscribed, it's fine. It keeps showing up and you can keep downloading it, unless that's changed in the last week as well. That that might have broke now. Um, I, if I get if I had to guess, I would say there's something wrong with the feed. 
that's the link between TalkShoe and iTunes. So I tried to link to TalkShoe, and this is the bit that really fills my pants with uh, effluence, is that that bounced. <laughs> Support at TalkShoe.com, bounced. Uh, yeah, so, that, that... Uh, if iTunes can't do anything, then we'll it's a slight issue. But it, it's not that you can't get our old stuff. All of our old stuff is there until I take it down. Um, or until iTunes decides that we're, we're not allowed to host anymore. So that's fine. You can all look at that stuff. But I would like it if we built it up um, and get the show out there. As far as I know, the links to uh, the poker websites are fine so that it'll show up that there's new shows. If you look at us through Rounders Radio, I think that'll show up. In fact, let's just have a look. Let's do it live. I'm on it. Really haven't... I'm on it. I'm checking it now. <laughs> we both just suddenly crapped ourselves and thought we'd better have a look and see if, if there's 20 seconds of the last show. Yeah, uh, I can see us there actually on the Google search on the first page there. Oh. When you just type Rounders Radio in Google, we fire up there 22nd of March. Ah, now, good news. 28th, 9th of March show is there. So the feed, at least as of last week, works fine. It's just iTunes. Yeah, it's definitely an iTunes But it's issue. only the iTunes library. That's weird. Uh, really sort of bugs me as to why this is happening. However, there's not much more we can do, guys. Because it's working, I'm mindful to just crack on, but I don't... If you search Sam, if you now go to Google, put It's a Winner iTunes in, yeah, and you'll see the issue. I don't know whether you've got iTunes or whether you even subscribe to to us anyway. Um, you'll see that the last show is the 22nd of March, but if you, fire, if you go to View in iTunes and Launch Application... You'll see that the last show. Oh, hang on, I'm getting ahead of myself. No, you can try this as well, ladies and gentlemen. By all means, if you if you want to have a look. Ah, now what is slightly worse is that that also says 22nd of oh, crap. But if you're a subscriber, if you go to subscribe. I do want to subscribe to us. I'm surprised I'm not already actually. <laughs> I'm not subscribed to my own podcast. How mad is that? Uh, click podcasts and then. Something should happen. Why is it? Oh, my podcasts. And you see that there it is. I can download, and I am downloading as we speak, our latest show. It comes up. So everything works except for the library as you first look at it, which is damn strange. And I'm just wondering how many other people have got this problem, Sam. Yeah, um, hopefully they'll reach out and let us know. Hopefully we'll get some type of answer from iTunes and... Maybe be able to update the listeners. There's one thing, Mal, I will go a little bit off topic here, but I've just got us up on Rounders, uh, sorry, on iTunes there. And all the way down the entirety of the It's a Winner show, it's tagged clean. We haven't got managed one explicit show, Mal. So I think sometime in the near future, we'll have to change that and get a couple of red tags on there, get a bit of that bad image out. Yeah, you know, I think that's a few the fact that I actually classify it as clean. All right, okay. There's a couple of uh, there's no end bombs out there, guys. Before you before you get concerned, <laughs> um, I also made a problem when I first ever put it. You see, what I would do, Sam, right? If if they, if they could migrate all of because obviously when you've got two hundred and have a look, two hundred and seven shows when you count in the latest ones, including the the all new show that lasted about three weeks in 2014. If <laughs> I, I don't want to lose all them. And I don't actually have them that I could re-upload. Plus, I don't think I would risk my sanity by re-uploading every single, like, 200s of them that would just... I was just me. about to ask you that very question. Do you have a way of, you know, do you have them backed up anywhere where we could re-upload them? 
I don't have them backed up, but I do have a, a way of, by going through my feed and pressing buttons and just letting everything download, which would take not that long because I've got super fast broadband. <laughs> I'm thinking about doing that, uh, changing the format around. I'd lose all of the eye stuff. I'd lose all of the the information, you know, the show notes, like the yeah. summary. But that's fine. You just put it up as show one, show two, and, I mean, you just have to, you know, be a bit of mix and match as to what was on there. I don't want yeah. to lose them because I think it's, you know, to it's like a body of work that I'm proud of, and I know you're proud of it, and Gareth as well. Yeah, I was just going to say not, not on the show tonight. Or at least we, do, we don't think so. If you, if you join Skype, we'll add him to the call, and we know already that doesn't ruin the call. <laughs> um, but anyway, hopefully, guys, without, you know, blasting this out for hours, Hopefully we can get this sorted out. Um, it is something I'm working on. iTunes did say in the last email, the second email, the first email I was like, you know, slitting my wrists over it thinking, well, they're just not listening to what I'm saying. They came back with like, check your feed at Feedgate. And I'm just like, oh God, they're not listening. Uh, then they came back and said, right, thanks for the further clarification. We've sent it on to another team. So whatever that means, who, who knows? Hopefully it means something. Hopefully it means we've realised that tons of talk shoes have got up, up the swanee and we're going to try and fix them. I was just going to say that. I'm assuming that more than the It's a Winner show are going to be using talk shoe. Yeah, it seems to be across the board, Sam, because obviously there's two other ones. There's one called Smints that I run, which is basically every so often I post my own thoughts. Nobody downloads it. It just it goes up there. For some reason, it's in iTunes. I didn't even realise. Um, I must have just added it one day. That was fine, and so was the politics one, but now they're all bust. Yeah, so it looks like it could be a talk show issue, which yeah. doesn't board well because iTunes could just turn around and say to us, yeah, it's a talk well, show Well, I'd issue. prefer that because at least it's everybody and there's got to be a chunk of their library that's... Because it yeah, is free, true. and at the end of the day, it's very, very usable. Um, so that, you know, a lot of... If everyone had to pay... I mean, I don't suppose iTunes gets a lot out of podcasts, really. Oh, shit, these shiny buttons. What's my password? Is it that one? No. Hang on. I'm about to get locked out here. Go on. Go on. Yes, I'm in. I was going to scream my password out like a maniac as well, which is funny. But anyway, we are going to get to some poker in a second, guys. Ah, now. Aha, ha, aha. Ooh, that's interesting, Sam. My politics podcast from the Northeast is now active. Okay. And my Smints one is active. The only one that isn't is active ours. is bloody hours. Now, what the hell have I done with it? Can't read your feed, bad HTTP result code 40504. But that's what they all said yesterday, so this is insane. Unless they're getting around to fixing the issue and we're just. Uh, I don't care about the other the I'd sacrifice both the other ones for it to win. Buggering, buggeration. Well, anyway, the last refresh was uh, the 27th of the 3rd, 16. Which was that when I uploaded the last show? Let's have a look. No. Oh, this is irritating. Right, wait a minute. Mirror URL. I don't get this at all, you know. This is so weird. I almost think, should I delete podcast and then re-add the feed? And I dare not until I've looked at it, but why is the other ones working? That's so irritating. It says the last refresh of this one was was today at 1.33 of the, podca- of the politics one. Right. I've never uploaded anything on there for... Months. Well, I'll tell you the last one. April, November the November the eighth, twenty fifteen. Right. Yeah. So we're looking at six months ago almost. Fix the active one, you flaming idiots! Oh come on, iTunes! I'm I that that this is irritating. 
Ah, oh, man. Anyway, I've got hope because at least some of them work. So if it refreshes it, I mean, even Mal's thoughts, Mal's thoughts ones, I mean, without even 31st of January 2015. That's that's over a year ago. So how's that refreshed? And I mean, like, you know what I mean? Well, anyway, we're gonna, if you can hear it, guys, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's not got that bad yet if you listen to what we're saying anyway if you, in case you mistake us for a tech podcast we will move on <laughs> first quarter now rant didn't intend it to be that long but hey you know I've, I've got over it so should you <laughs> oh dear right Sam okay on to poker and our first news story now, this is quite interesting because we spent a lot of time last week, probably a little bit too much, and it was all my fault. So, talking about back in the day, and if we got a pound for every, yeah. every time we use that phrase, we'd probably not need to do this show. Um, but Gus Fritzy, 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 I'm going for Fritzy. Yeah, I like Fritzy. I'll go with that. Yeah, go with that. March the 31st, he posted that five years after Black Friday, and we were active when Black Friday hit. In fact, it was the last time we ever heard from Gary Hurst. Barring a couple of exclusive interviews. Um, five years after Black Friday, Absolute Poker and UB players are still fighting to be repaid, which which I didn't... Re- now, I thought, Sam, that it was dead. I thought that they just weren't going to get it, so why try? But maybe that's... Well, not- to be fair, I think that is the case, really, and ah. the fact that it's taken this long pretty much tells you that that is the case where people are still hoping, I guess, which I, I don't blame them. Some people have probably got a lot of money on there. I'm guessing the fact that this article's cropped up means that there is still some communication. Um, and maybe people could find a little bit of hope in that, but, I mean, it's been a long time now. We've seen, you know, we've seen other people What's up, get bang? paid. Pass. Has it stopped? Yeah. Was it, was it not you? It could have been me, but... Were you typing out like we did, are we? No, I'm not typing. Oh. We have a bad line, just to add to all those other problems. Unless, <laughs> uh, I suppose the microphone wire is underneath my laptop, that could be why. It could have been me, to be fair. I don't think it was, because I was sort of in shock when I was hearing this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, crack on, mate. What were you saying? Yeah, uh, I mean, we've seen full tilts, well, via PokerStars, pay back um, all the players there, including the American players, too. We've seen... Nothing really, not not a single payment as far as I'm aware from the UB scandal. And it's been, dates back even longer than the full tilt one. So yeah, for me, I mean, I'm guessing that people are still getting bits of communication back and forth. But for me, it was exactly the same as you, Mal. I thought it was dead and buried. And it is I'm dead and still buried. pretty confident that it is dead and buried. Well, just while you were talking there, thanks for the update. It was chatting, I'm reading this article by Gus. Now, I don't know, you're a writer, Sam, now, which we're going to talk about later. In fact, we're going to scoot over the poker stuff because we both haven't played uh, and, and get into <laughs> some music and get into some uh, chats about what we're up to because we're both doing interesting stuff this week, um, which I want to talk about. Uh, the It says, actually, the, the, purpose of the, uh, the purpose of the article, which, oh, Christ, I just read it. Where is it? No, 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 no. Oh. Yeah, I've got it. 
maybe the purpose of this posting is not to rehash those stories but rather to talk about the harm that has occurred to those who played on the site and the actions we have taken in an attempt to recoup some percentage of our stolen money yep just found it as well uh yeah so kind of like it's one of these articles sam we're going to talk about your writing later on where it just seems to be like you need something to write about aha you know, it's almost like in the Labour Party, let's talk about the leadership. And, you know, it's just kind of easy stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you wholeheartedly there. You can also see, says they've not seen a single penny. There's, There's been, it doesn't look like there's been any attempt to pay that's broken down or anything. So, yeah, like, like you say, it just looks like someone's calendar's flagged up the Black Friday anniversary and he's thought, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll shut some keywords in or something. So I guess the thing to say, you know, being this, um, there hasn't been any any real progress it doesn't look like there's any chance of any money coming back um it's it's very sad i think it's one of these things where if there was any money appeared it would be just like a free money bonus to because people will have rebuilt their lives by now um we're talking five years ago anyone who was like in the mid 20s is 30 now um and kind of that gives you an idea that you'd have to be in your early early 20s to even still be classed as relatively young um so it's kind of it's a long time ago now time's flown by um, and again, after five years, what can you really expect to happen at this point? I'd be very surprised if anyone's even actively working on it at this point. Yeah, I agree. It, it goes on to say in the article that the DOJ were involved way back when in 2013, and it's basically said that's stalled and there's no signs of progress and not really, not really anything mentioned after 2013. So, yeah, it looks like it's just died and gone away. It looks like Gus has got a bit of a personal stake and he posts a screenshot of his, well, what he claims to be his own account yeah. with um, fi- close to 15,000 in it. So. You know, that's a lot of money at the end of Yeah, it. definitely. I mean, I remember reading a lot at the time. You know, there was, I remember reading a couple of 2 plus 2 posters who were very reputable, had no reason to lie, claimed that they had, you know, six figures locked up on there. And Ugh. I have a very, very, you know, no reason at all to doubt them. Yeah, whatsoever. I mean, again, horrendous really just, it's just like you hate the idea of that becoming an anecdote as well because it's so awful. But I mean, after this time, the DOJ got paid massively by Poker Stars and Full Tilt, so I doubt they're even that bothered either way. And they probably see it as gamblers that are breaking the law. Yeah, it's it's over and done with, I think, for that. Because the other, the other thing, yeah, that that's a good point as well, really, about the law there. I mean, the majority of players on UB were were Americans. You know, it wasn't really. You know, there was only really stars and Tilt that broke into the global market on a, on a major scale. So I'm guessing, you know, as a rough guess, probably upwards of, you know, 60% of their players will have been American, possibly even more. There's no base for that number, by the way. I've just plucked that out with thin air, but I'm pretty confident. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving on, because we've done that one to death, I think, uh, after many years I've done it before. Uh, right. Um, don't expect as well, guys, to hear about the Global Poker League, because I just don't get it. <laughs> I just don't get it. I can't. Yeah, I was going to ping you an email through the week to to see what you thought about that. If we should bring it up and stuff. I mean, I guess at some point when it does finally kick off, we'll we'll have to talk over it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I agree. I don't really think it's for poker. I think it's going to be a massive flop and not last very long at all. No pun intended. <laughs> I think it's horrendous. I mean, I can't like the idea of like, oh, we've got money maker rockets, and I was like, go team, go team. It's like they're just playing cards, man. And they're all just degenerates who want to make a million anyway off each other. 
Yeah, I mean, you see in the you know the World Series main event final is the one and only tournament which does well in terms of attendance. Every single final table in the WPT, the EPT, and any other major tournament that I know of, it's free to go and reel the final if you want. You can just walk up there, go in, sit down, and watch the cards, watch the action. Nobody chooses to do so, nobody at all. Absolutely. The only time people do is the main event final table because... You know the players have tickets and they bring their friends. A lot of the friends have probably got a little piece of them. A lot of the other friends are probably expecting a little bit piece of what they, you know, which is multi millions. But for these, you know, apart from that, there's there's no attendance in poker. It's never done well, and I don't see it doing well. Like you say, the playing cards, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, as far as I'm concerned, you know, the the beauty of poker, the reason why poker had a boom was because when Chris Moneymaker won, it was getting big before that. But when Chris Moneymaker won, people believed that. I can do it. Yeah, it could be me. I could turn something small into something huge, and a lot of people did, and a lot of people were bloody right as well that, that they could do that. The problem with this is it's just the big names having fun with each other, mm-hmm. and we can't play in that time. We just can't. No, yeah, exactly, yeah. One so of the it's big... totally opposite of what attracts people to play. And what poker almost, you know, poker stands for almost that anybody with a buying can sit down and play against anybody else. And yeah, you don't. Have I, to I'm not a fan of these exclusive tournaments or elitist tournaments whatsoever, to be honest. Which is why we're going to take a stand, <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to blacklist the son of a bitches. Right there goes the clean mark. For There's that. that explicit tag I've been after. Yeah, there, there. First one in five years. I'm, I'm not marking it. There's another one where I had to. Uh, Edit Rob the Real Deal Day. Who again? I have an update of the Real Deal. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to get. Nice. To nice. We have to get Rob back on. He, he blasts the f bombs out left, right, and center. Yeah, you know, causes a few issues when we try to find them and destroy them in the editing afterwards. Especially <laughs> when he's especially when he's had a few sherbets. Can't fault the lad. Yeah, he's a good lad, Robbo. I'll give you an update in a bit. So stay tuned, everyone. The Real Deal Day has been in touch, and that wasn't a coincidence. He just turned up at my door, literally, and you couldn't make it up, but he did. Um. Anyway, he's after all this money you're making from the It's a Winner show, man. he's after a piece. I think, yeah, he realised that the shares were going back up, so he came back, you know. <laughs> it's, it's only a matter of time before we blow up, you know. Literally, but, you know. <laughs> um, to anyone who's listening in on the, the blow up keyword, it's not a terrorist show. Okay. Um, uh, Dan Bilzerian, the, who, who really is my hero, apart from the beard, kind of get away with that, but uh, do you still have your beard? No, well, I still. Rarely shave, but I wouldn't call it a beard. It's just laziness. It's unshavenness. That's yeah. a problem of mine. I, I don't have a beard. I just have... It makes me look heavier, which at my size is a really bad move. Um, And I just... People are like... And the, but the best thing is, when I shave it off, it immediately makes my face look thinner. Yeah. So I get told I've lost weight. Obviously, I haven't, but, you know, I quite enjoy hearing that. So. I mean, I've been told by numerous strange people who seem to love beards that I have full a great full beard if I grew it and blah all of this other things that I don't understand. There's actually terminology for beards these days. Oh it's, god. It's just wrong really to be I honest. I think I'm more I think I'd rather talk about that than the global poker league, but not yeah. a lot really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so usually when I get a comment like that, that's when I get the clippers out and get give it. it a give it a trim. To be honest, I I'll just like clean shaven always have just I just feel great after I've done it and I've got this weird uh What's it? Well, when I do one of my blogs, I've got this thing where you just, this is crazy, right? I've got my green screen behind me, which is just uh, green material that I literally hammered into my wall. My neighbour was going crazy, 
and then cut the excess off. It's not the most, in fact, it's about <laughs> as least precision as you can get. But it allows me to do me little videos. If any of you seen any of my ML, uh, MMA videos where I commentated boxing and I put a picture behind me, that's what I'm doing it against. But for some reason, when I'm doing my personal blogs, I take my studio lights and my tripod camera into my bedroom and I sit on my bed. One of the things I've got is weird things Sam, that I do, and it's just completely nuts. It's one of these people have said when you live on your own, you get these idiosyncrasies and you go a bit funny. <laughs> I, I totally agree with them. Oh, there's my phone. Well, it won't be anyone important. Um, <laughs> let's hope it's not the police, so they'll be knocking on the door. Well, to be fair, they wouldn't ring, would they? Um, probably just come along. But anyway, I go into my room and I, I always set it up so it's like the lovely bright lights and. And, and I sit on my bed, and I always have to wash my hair, have a shave, do my teeth, and put spray on. For some reason, I've got to do that. Yeah, I really, really can't stand shaving, to be honest. I can't remember the last time I put a, took a razor to my face. I usually, I mean, I have a shaved head. I usually shave my head every four or five days. And just what the hell do you shave it with? Trim my beard as well. Just a pair of, like, clippers, you know, the barbers have. Uh, you can stick a guard on it if you want. One, two, three, four. Is, five. is that a preference, or do you, or do you have sort of thinning sort of hair a little bit? Um, I do have thinning hair now, but to be fair, I've been shaving since. But it was uh, because of that. It was just you. No, shaved. yeah, I just started shaving when I was younger, and just never really grew hair again. It's, it's great. You just wake up and you're ready. You see, I thought that when you had a beard, it stopped you getting knocked out in MMA. But then I saw the Conor McGregor fight, and I've changed my mind on that. Yeah, beard does nothing for you. It sometimes hides a cut. I guess that's about it. Yeah, when he when he got clipped off Nate Diaz, that was that was fun. Yeah, we're gonna see it again soon. Yeah, I'm not sure I would have gone with that for the two hundred. I think Frankie Edgar would have been a much better fight in a low weight. Yeah, because if if he beats Nate Diaz, everyone would be like, aha, blip, and he'll just go straight back to where he was. And I just don't think that's fair. I agree, but he is very unlikely to beat Nate Diaz in my opinion. So we've got nothing to worry about there, Mel. It was a great fight, and Diaz it was a great fight. Tough swine, I knew he was, but you know. I learned it. Anyway, this is not an MMA podcast as much as Sam would love it to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, Dan Bilzerian, the mad bugger, who who has has a beard. I wonder where we started going on to that. It was from his beard. And he has lots of naked women, which I know Sam doesn't have, unfortunately, or he could send me one. Um, no, I don't, unfortunately. No, his girlfriend would have an issue with that, I think. Probably his children as well, to be fair. Um, so anyway, uh, Bilzerian does lots of mad things because he's an inherited billionaire, is that right? That's true. Yeah, which is, you know, really nice. fun. And I think the unique thing about Dan Bilzerian is that he actually flaunts it. Just yeah, shamelessly. Yeah, yeah, he does not care. Egregiously flaunts it. And, you know, he'll post, like, pictures of women who, you know, if I was their dad, I might have an issue with it. But seeing as I'm not, I love it. <laughs> uh, but he did a, he did a bet, um, which, you know, because I guess, you know, what the hell else has he got to do? Um, he did a bet that he was going to cycle to Los Angeles from Vegas and he had to do it in 48 hours. Yeah. Um, and he bet something like $600,000. He did it with this rather fortunate looking woman, I must say. Most of them are, to be fair. Um, and I think he won because he keeps himself in shape even though he's like so rich. Yeah, 33 hours apparently. Yeah, and, and he got there, and I think he's, they've obviously they've, they've followed it, you know, Samantha Abath, Abernathy, Abernathy, or whatever it is. Uh, but anyway, the, the 300 mile bike ride, and they've won a bet of $600,000. And he also had other side bets as well, so. Um, and he actually had a Nevada police escort 
Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just bad, isn't it? This guy He's who's... just a serious guy. I mean, I always... I don't know when I hear, you know, Bill Zarian. I remember back... Again, we'll go back in the day, well, because why not? Why not? Um, literally, only poker people knew about him, and I used to tell... Tell some man non poker friends about this crazy lunatic Dan Bilzeri and all the kind of shit he was up to and whatever. Oh, there's another explicit for you. Um, <laughs> and then just slowly over time, you know, I've seen him getting shared on the Lad Bible, Sport Bible, pages like that. And then, you know, people will come up to me and go, So, have you seen what Bilzerian's been up to? Have you seen he's done this and done that? And it was kind of, I don't know, it was a strange thing because for all this time I was banging on about this guy and people were like, what are you on about? He, he was on Dunkdown, wasn't he? Poker geek or something like that. Yeah, he was on Dunkdown, yeah. Which is now Dunkdown after Mikeon decided to get... Dunk very down, that one, yeah. I've gone Dunkdown and then some.com, I think it's... it's a bit, um... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, Sam. It was, you know, this guy is now mainstream. Yeah, very mainstream. The, the, the Mirror newspaper has him in quite regularly these days. Yeah, yeah. Which just is madness because literally he was just a little guy who was only known to the poker world because he played high stakes poker for fun and didn't really care about the results and that's always good to watch as a poker fan and literally... And very welcome to playing those games on that basis alone like Guy Le Liberty back in the day. Well, yeah, it happens to be a forfeit every time I say that now. Yeah, we're going to have to put something in. We're going to have to put something in. If I had a... If I had a, this is where I miss the sound effects because I, I do actually have back in the day by token. <laughs> if you remember that tune that they did, and I'd be like, I just get a back in the day, yeah. Blast that out constantly, yeah. That should. I'm not editing that in. It would just take forever. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the amount of times you'd have to do it. Oh yeah, great. There'd be no the, 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 the show would be cut up worse than that thing on my wall. Right, we're gonna have some music now. And an advert. Um, we're gonna again, guys. If you want to be on the show, if you want to be have your music on the show, we did have uh, Mister Find on last week, um, and they greatly enjoyed listening to the, the latest one. Um, we obviously, you know, submit podcast. Oh, I keep saying that. Submit music. I'm gonna have to create submit podcast. At it's the <laughs> winner as a forwarder because I keep saying it, and someone will email it. Like, it didn't work. If I keep doing it, um, but anyway, submit music at itsawinner.co.uk send us your mp3 your details of your band and your website and obviously permission for us to use your mp3 and we will play it and I can guarantee you that the first 10 people to contact me will get played and I don't care how bad you are because we have played some sherbet on this show over the years (laughs) (laughs) yeah I won't argue with that one there's some interesting tunes but this one this song coming up isn't one of them this track Um, it's by a band who I believe are still together and they're called Licks. That's L Y double X. And they were around mainly. I'm going to go to sort of 2011. Now I'm thinking five years ago. Now they'll all be in the sort of mid 20s, so they're probably not a uni anymore. But hopefully they're still together. And this track was very, very good. They did have a management for a while, but obviously as the years go by, music tends to, you know, it's a short run thing, isn't it, Sam? It doesn't tend to go on forever. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, this one was one of their best uh, tracks that I used to really love hearing. Saw them live once, they were mint. And uh, it is Licks with Up All Night on the It's a Winner Poker Podcast. We'll be back straight after this. We want to support new music on the It's a Winner.co.uk Poker Podcast. We get tons of downloads each week. So if you want your MP3 featured on our show, then please email it to submitmusic at itsawinner.co.uk. Give us full details of your band and all about you in a short bio. We will let you know when your music's going to feature on our show, 
so you can share it with your friends, family, and your fans. with Up All Night. Love that one. That's a really good track. Right, straight back into the news, Sam. Now, this is a good fun story on F5Poker.com, which is just Poker Fuse, but a bit more funky. It's PokerFuse.com under a a new theme, isn't it? Yeah, just a new skin, really. Uh, The the giveaway, Fuse Media Corporation, all rights are reserved. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, if you know if anyone wants any royalties from the show, they'll have to they'll have to go to them. Um, Michael Mizraki, the grinder. Uh, his story, the Michael Mizraki story, premieres uh, yesterday on on Poker Central. Every time he said Michael Mizraki, there I was gagging to come in with a, a Stapes accent when he says you know the grinder on. Um, I think it was one of the EPTs where he went deep. But I just couldn't do it, Mel. I couldn't um, replicate it. I wish I knew what it was and I would try. I'll get it. I'll fire a link. It's, it's great. Um, but yeah, Michael Mizraki, I think he's my age. Um, 
has made some, probably won and lost a lot more money than me. Uh, and he's he's they're getting his life story. Um, and I had a couple of questions, Sam, because this guy he had a historic run at the World Series of Poker in 2010, and he also won the $50,000 Players Championship. Uh, so he's had massive wins. He's had, I'm sure, big losses down the, uh, during the way. He's had a few difficulties. He's won a lot of money. Um, and I'm just wondering, Sam, I haven't seen this, and I don't know how I would get to see it because uh, there's clips on YouTube of it. But I'm just wondering, you know, do you think that these lives are super interesting? Are they, are they all very similar, just, you know, hit and run in terms of money? Um, I think I think the grinder could possibly be one of the interesting ones. He's very non-standard in terms of successful poker players. He's, you know, he, he plays wacky. He loves having fun at the tables. He looks like he has a lot of fun. Looks like he's the type of guy to have a lot of fun. So I, I feel like his life could be somewhat interesting. The one thing that strikes me about this piece, though, and... Like I said, the grind is an interesting guy, and I'm sure people want to hear about it. But you know, he's not—he's not really current again. You know, we, we just see him mm. seeing stuff come up, and we're talking about him in 2010. I mean, that, that's six years ago now. We're talking about him having a big hit and stuff like that, and I don't think he's done much since then, to be honest. No, you're right. Now, what I also hate about the way they do these is that they always portray these things in the same way. You know, he came through. In lightning fashion, made a fortune, lost everything, and just when his final dollar was about to spill out, yeah. he had nowhere else to go. He was going to the cliff, and he thought, I know what, I'm going to put $50,000 into the players' championship. And he won it all and got two million quid, and life is great again. And it yeah, seems to follow rinse, his... rinse and repeat, yeah, I mean. Yeah. I think, I think to be honest, what it is, it was, you know, going back to what I was talking about last week when I was saying a lot of the great characters of poker are dying, and I think a lot of the guys who are actually really great players right now, who are actually really hot right now online and live, probably do live that very boring, very similar lifestyle where they're just working really hard, making a lot of calculations, doing a lot of work on the game and not really living it up. So, I mean, how interesting would those guys be on a story like this? So they have to go back to the likes of the Mizrakis and whatnot and then they have to highlight his, you know, his big scores and stuff like that and then it just so happens that they haven't they haven't really been any for five or six years. Yeah, I mean, this should try doing my life story. <laughs> it's more realistic, you know, like lost all his money, found himself absolutely knackered. He went into a poker tournament to try and win all the money, lost that one as well. <laughs> Got a shit job, spent six years paying off his debts, went into the poker tournament with a two million pound prize money and busted in the second hand. And it's been so, it's like there's no there's no like massive like massive run yet. It's like, come on, I'm ready for my run. Give it to me, please. Give me the two million and you can do the worst documentary of your life. I don't care. In fact, I'll pay for it. Yeah, I mean, and based on the on the YouTube clips and whatnot, it looks like pretty much the whole show revolves around you know what, what they've called what a year, which is twenty ten. I mean, I just don't really see much point in airing this in twenty sixteen about some great year he's had in twenty ten. I'm I'm not sure what what the point is to be honest. Well, actually, they could do yours. Yours would be great, Sam Shear, in the dark card rooms of Middlesbrough. He used to grind <laughs> out a living before. Having a family stuck in the <laughs> small hours, sending taxis all around Cleveland. He found the It's a Winner podcast and it was all turned around, mate. It was great. <laughs> Life is brilliant again. Shipped a £30 live event. <laughs> Matt staked him for a $2 sit and go on stars and he won it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just don't see the point in talking about something six years ago and he, I just don't see We're all like talking about history. Have you ever had it where I remember, oh, I can't remember the. 
where was this? It was my friend, a right? great friend of mine called Thule, right? And shout out to Thule because he doesn't listen to this, so I can slag him off. Um, and he wouldn't mind even if he listened, to be fair. And we went to um, the Newcastle match. It was when they beat West Brom. It was one of the only matches of the season where we've actually won this year. That's a whole other story. And him and his friend called Chris came down. And for the, we were meeting other people who I didn't know, but I just sort of tagged along. They were nice lads. And we went, first of all, next to Aspers in Newcastle. And we went for a meal. It was one of the pubs as you go up the escalator, and it was on the left. One of those. And don't ask us which one. It was a proper pub, though. It wasn't like, nah, I don't think it was Nando's. Anyway, it was one of those types of places. So we're early for the game, and we started to uh, get some stuff in. And they started telling me stories about, like, how they're over in holiday, and they met this woman, and, you know, pushed, you know, different things going on. And they must have had, like, a million stories from back in the day. Yeah. Right? And I was just like, I must admit, I wasn't, I was interested, but not that much. Yeah. And they were so into these stories, laughing and joking, but you know, this is the thing, this is the reason the Grinder story, people like it when they when, when they live there. Any poker player that played in 2010 would be like, Grinder. And they love it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess so. And I mean, even myself, I admit, you know, I think he's a fun guy and I wouldn't mind finding out what he gets up to away from the tables because he always seems fun, but... I'm just not sure how popular it'll be or what it'll do and stuff like that. But maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I mean, they're doing stories like this regularly enough, so there must be and must I love get something the, out of it. I love stuff like this, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I might have a look on YouTube, see if it comes out, and we will follow. We'll let you know if I read it, yeah? Um, right, uh, just to stay on PokerFuse on the actual website, um, British Gambling, that me and Sam know a little bit about, uh, have, trends, have had their trends recorded for the first time. Now, this story... It's just a, a poker news editorial. Actually, no, it's by Ron Wokatz uh, on the 31st of March. Um, tags are the UK Gambling Commission, so it's kind of that type of... Very static, so I'm not going to read it all. I'm just going to give you a few overviews. Um, they polled 4,000 people via telephone during 2015 and went on to discover information on how people actually gamble online. Um, the standout figures in the report... This is the stats at a glance, because obviously that's all people want to really know. The participation in gambling has actually fallen in the UK since 2012, going from 57% in 2012 to 45% in 2015, obviously small sample size. so mm -hmm. Apparently, the overall decline has been attributed to the waning popularity... Ooh, I'll explain why I'm yawning in a minute, guys. Uh, ...of the National Lottery, uh, which actually increased its prices. That could be more to do with it. And increase the amount of numbers, which hugely decreases. Disgusting. The of Disgusting, though, when they brought the extra numbers in. It is, because I'm no longer playing it. Um, I've never played it, to be honest. It's always been what I refer to as idiot tax. It is, it is an idiot tax. So if you played really it well, well no, I, I agree with it. Paying your dues for being an idiot. Yep, and <laughs> goddamn, I want that idiot money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would take some of that money. <laughs> I would send you some as well. Uh, you know, 10 quid of any, it's worth 10 quid of anyone's money. Stake us for that. I'll stake you for that sit and go. Tenerife buy it, I suppose. Hell yeah. Um, I'm going to change your life, Sam. I'm going to give you a pound and take to invest it wisely. Uh, right, the yeah, the, the participation of the lottery dropped from 46% to 32%, uh, but it still remains the most popular gambling activity undertaken by Brits. Uh, scratch cards have been a close second, so that just shows that that's even that's, that's a, a stealthy idiot tax, if ever there was one. Just shows how moronic the Joe Public are over here. They are, and uh, my my colleague will have the odd quid here and there that she enjoys, and she doesn't play them silly. 
But I did interview once when I seen her have like 10 of them. I was like, yeah, yeah come here. I need to chat to you. Yeah, it's just, to, I mean. To be fair, she stopped. I could rant all day about the, the gambling and I mean, the dirty tricks that they pull on the punter. The punters are stupid enough the majority of the time, but the dirty tricks the industry pull in general as well. Like like you say, adding numbers on for the lottery, the amount of times they restrict your accounts online. You know, I've, I've been involved with a, bit, a gambling group a few years back, Mal, and I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but for, for example, if you open a betting account on, say, well, any of the major betting sites, doesn't matter which one, and you start making big wages, win or lose, regardless of what's happening with the account, they'll Google Earth your home address to see if you're wealthy or not. And even if your account, even if your account is losing, if it if it looks like you're not living in a wealthy area or your house isn't, you know, this big grand mansion, they'll probably close your account even if you're losing because the, the, to them you shouldn't be making large bets based on where you live. Wow. I've heard numerous people who've worked for numerous companies say that now. Is that not a good thing? How's that a bad thing? Just explain that to people who'd be like, how very moral and good of them. Well, they're not doing it because you've lost money just to be nice to you. They're doing it because you've likely made smart bets that just haven't worked out. And uh... they want big, you know, they, they were, like in poker, we look for whales, you know, whales that were playing the high, the highest stakes games are usually full of really tough players and then the odd rich guy. I don't know why you keep going to Wales. Yeah, and, <laughs> and similarly in, in uh, the sports betting world, you know, the highest stakes bets are made by majority rich guys who don't have a clue, and then the occasional or smart, yeah, the or really smart bets. Uh, and I mean, I've had numerous accounts not for making large wages, but I've had numerous losing accounts closed down because I've ever beat the starting price on the horses, or I've bet pretty smart bets on random under 18 Venezuelan women's games you know and they've just closed them down <laughs> even if I've been I think one account I was down 700 quid and they closed it swines just because you know the thought well he's not putting them 20 fold accumulators on every Saturday for 20 quid so we'll, we'll get rid of him we don't need him and it's just wrong it is yeah because it is a business and I used to work in that business so I know fine well how, how this goes down you know they are there yeah. to take your money they're not there I mean, to buy bets You've been on the shops. I know another guy who runs a, a large betting syndicate locally, and he has a hundred agents up and down the country getting his bets on for him. A and, constant battle, I imagine. Yeah, and I've, you know he, he usually goes in with some type of camera and records the atrocious <laughs> conversations he has with. You know, I mean, they'll be advertising a price in the window. No, oh yeah. His day for everyone to see. He'll go in. He'll he'll be spotted. They'll phone down to the trader. And they'll come back with, oh, you can only have X amount on this bet, or if you yeah. want to have more on, you're going to have to take worse odds on the bet that they're advertising yeah, in, the fr- in the shop window. And, you know, the, in any absolutely. other industry, that would be illegal. That, that would just be illegal. In any other industry, that would be false advertising. You'd be absolutely hammered for it. I've done that. There was a guy yeah. to come in, and he, he got sixes when it was it. Because they just, yeah, I mean, they just did not want his action. It's just it's just wrong. It's, it's a, considering the money they make, the amount of mug punters they are in the world, it's just wrong. Mind you, the only thing they will do, um, what we used to do, well, I say we, the, the absolute filth I used to work for, uh, used to go to, um, if they came in and he said he wanted sixes and they gave him fours, the price would be fours, like as of then on. They right, okay. If it was a guaranteed odds, that never came up. Probably, like you say, that would come up as well. But we never, I never had that particular problem. And I know in Coral, they have kind of a red, a green, and an amber customer, don't they? And they only let them get so much on and things like that. And we we just had monitored. Yeah, it's just it wrong. They probably, I mean, I, you know, I worked there 11 years ago. 
So, but anyway, a very interesting topic. I'm sure we could talk. I want to get onto more of our personal stuff because there's more to talk about this week. Uh, but just to let you know, everyone, that Antonio Esfandiari won his first WSOP circuit ring. Uh, he beat 755 other players to win the, the $1,675 main event at the Bicycle Casino, winning $226,000, which I think is a decent return. Career payday for a 1500 or 1600 man. Yeah, and a gold ring, and he beat out 2006 main event champion Jamie Gold for second place. <laughs> I mean, is it any wonder we keep talking about back in the day, Mal? We've had the grinder, we've had Jamie Gold, every... Dan Bilzerian, everybody we talk about seems to be from it's de- decades ago. Ari Engel was 50th, another good run for him. Um, it just seems to be final tabling just about everything. Uh, yeah, and nice to see some old names. Other people that finished high up was Barry Woods in third, Ray Henson in fourth, Alex Greenblatt in fifth, Bryn Kenny in sixth, Blaise Holm in seventh, Ludovic Gelich. From the guy the- we talked about the other week. Yep, in eighth place for 26k, and Jack Duang from New, Z- New Jersey, who I imagine plays online at Stars, because he can. Yeah, to be <laughs> fair, Ludo now has had a couple of scores, a couple of final tables over in the States, so he's definitely he's definitely looking to make some huge volume over in the series. He could be my UK and Ireland player to watch. Yeah, and I, just a, a pop-up here, this, just a quick click on this, in the March the 16th, 2006, so last month, he won the $1,600 win classic. Win classic, yeah. 150K. Um, and that was a, you know, a top-heavy payout because ninth place got 12K and he got 150K for first. So very well done to him. I've met Ludo a couple of times now and he's a really fun guy too. So I'm, I'm happy for the lad. Good stuff. Right, guys, we are going to have another short break before we get onto the informal section. We've been on the air now for nearly 50 minutes. And well, including music, probably a little bit longer than that. But um, hope you guys stick around because now we're gonna have a crack about what we're up to. You're gonna find out why I'm in pain, and you're gonna find out what Sam's doing, and then we're gonna play some more music and get the hell out for another week, and where hopefully our iTunes problems will be far behind us. So this one is a uh, this next music is I'm doing my friend a favor, Liam Carr, who I used to have a politics podcast with, believe it or not. He is also a very very good singer. And he came around to my house because he wanted to, to record a cover. So we recorded this next track here in, in It's a Winner Studios, which is a bit tongue-in-cheek. So I'm going to, uh, while this is playing, nip downstairs and get a quick Diet Coke, Sam. So I'll be back in one sec. Um, but in the meantime, enjoy Liam Carr with Let Her Go on the It's a Winner podcast. We'll be right back. Only need the light when it's burning low Only miss the sun when it starts to snow Only know you love her when you let her go Only know you've been high when you're feeling low Only hate the road when you're missing home Only know you love her when you let her go And you let her go Staring at the bottom of your glass Hoping one day you'll make a dream last But the dreams come slow and they go so fast 
You see her when you close your eyes Maybe one day you'll understand why Everything you touch surely dies But you only need the light when it's burning low Only miss the sun when it starts to snow Only know you love her when you let her go Only know you've been high when you're feeling low Only hate the road when you're missing home Only know you love her when you let her go Staring at the ceiling in the dark Same old empty feeling in your heart Cause love's come slow and it goes so fast You see her when you fall asleep Never to touch and never to keep Cause you loved her too much and you dive too deep Well you only need the light when it's burning low Only miss the sun when it starts to snow Only know you love her when you let her go Only know you've been high when you're feeling low Only hate the road when you're missing home only know you love her when you let her go And you let her go And you let her go Cause you only need the light when it's burning low Only miss the sun when it starts to know Only know you love her when you let her go Only know you've been high when you're feeling low Only hate the road when you're missing home Only know you love her when you let her go And you let her go We want to make sure that you never miss out on a new podcast. Go to the it's a winner.co.uk homepage and sign up via iTunes by clicking the image link and also sign up for the newsletter by filling in the short form. Don't forget to confirm the opt-in when it arrives in your email. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of the show. And that's Liam Carr with Let Her Go. Great track there. Just recorded here. Believe it or not, Sam, in my house. It comes out quite well. Nice. Uh, right, so more informal section. Sam, uh, I've got a a couple of updates. Uh, do you want to start or let us know what you're up to at the minute? Yeah, I can start. I mean, I thought I would start first off by offering some poker advice, since there seems to be a bit of a lack of poker going on this, this week. Um, I don't know. I'm assuming the majority of our listeners will probably follow Daniel Negreanu on Twitter. But if they didn't, this should maybe consider it. Daniel's been posting a question of the day with a poll on Twitter almost every day now where he gives some brief description about a, a tournament hand and he leaves it at a point of, you know, maybe pre-flop, flop, turn, whatever. He leaves it at a certain point in the hand where there's, where there's a decision to be made, rather. You um, then, you know, he pulls the answers and then usually after three or four days he'll write a blog post explaining each one in quite a good bit of detail why 
certain why raising might be better than calling, calling might be better than raising, or folding might be better, raising an X amount instead of Y amount and things like that. And it's it's actually really informative and great for somebody who's not that advanced poker but who's trying to get to that level and trying to think on the same level as the the high stakes players are, are thinking of. So um, what's his uh, what's his Twitter handle for I'm of... Just just trying to get up now. It's I think it's real kid poker, but just give me one I think, second. Yeah, I, th I think it is actually. In fact, just trying to make sure because I know there's a few parodies out there. Yeah, yeah, there will be a few, a few new. Yeah, it's at Real Kid Poker. Yeah, so get that on Twitter, guys. Um, I don't follow Daniel, but I might have a look at that. Um, just to let you know what I'm currently playing with this week. I'm off work, but uh, for the second time this year, the first, excuse me, the first week being I took my level one coaching and football course. That was a full week. Um, but the good thing about that one was that for a start, it was quite sort of semi-relaxed. Uh, the first day was all in the workbook, so that was all indoors. But I thought, you know, I tell like all day in the morning was indoors, and then we did like a few bits of practical in the afternoon, but only for maybe two to three hours. Then we were like all day Tuesday we were doing practicals. Then Wednesday we did classroom based. Thursday practicals, Fridays assessments. Um, so it was quite like wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. This one is a goalkeeping one that I'm doing. It's a three-day course. And what it was, it was we're out from about half 11 till half 12 on Monday and then one till five doing like goalkeeping courses, like practical stuff. Um, and then we were out all day today doing it and we're out all day again tomorrow. So being, being a less physical specimen than I'd like to be, I am literally everything hurts. My legs have totally seized up. Um, my left Achilles heel because me and Liam the guy you've just heard singing he called on me on Monday night we decided to go not running but we did a little bit of for everyone else it would be light exercise for me it was enough to have us breathing real heavy um, out on Monday night and I woke up with a painful left Achilles that's after two days of goalkeeping is now a very painful left Achilles <laughs> I don't think I've torn it out like that but I've definitely <laughs> I've definitely hurt it in a very abstract way. I don't know whether, but it's really sore. My hamstrings are knackered. Um, everything's tight. My my hands hurt. My forearms hurt. Literally, like, my body's just like, no, we're not liking this at all. Um, but I've got a full day of it tomorrow. I'm being assessed on the scoop technique. Very technical. You've got to get into real detail. Um, I had my practice assessment today. It wasn't really a pass or fail thing, but I don't think I would have passed if I'd have done what I did today. Because the lad who's running it is very, very, I'm going to say pedantic, but I mean that in a good way. Very detail-driven. Um, and I'm going to have to step it up tomorrow when I get assessed. I was first on today, which means I'm last on tomorrow. So I'm the very, very last person to get assessed. So that sucks. Yes, no, you've got a full day. Idea. It means that probably I'll be out from 9 o'clock. And by 12.30, I'll be just about getting going. So naturally, you know, I'm going to be revising. But I've got to take part as well, like in the in the training. So, and some of them are like collapsing diving saves, and you just do it over and over and over. So the physicality is really tough. Yeah, just repeating it, repeating it. Yeah, I don't envy you then, my lord. The weather's not too too great either, is it lately? Well, it was raining today, but not too. It never really started. It was like sort of just drizzling. Um, to be honest, a lot of today was standing around watching other people. And I just right. sort of played the server a few times, you know, when you just like, if you roll the balls and like, kicking the balls, I did that a bit. 
Okay. Um, so I didn't really blast myself. It's just the sheer being on my feet walking around. You know that bit at the bottom. If you if you stretch, if you like, put press your foot on the floor. It's that bit where your leg meets your foot. Mm-hmm. Little bit there. It's just real bad on my left foot. I just I can barely touch it. Um, it's because I'm not used to kicking the ball or putting that sort of pressure on my body. Really, I need. I should do. I should be a lot fitter, but I'm just not. As simple as that. So scary. Um, so yeah, I'm enjoying it. I love it, but I think it's gonna be my last one. I don't think I'll be doing any more after this. But uh, poker-wise, I've not done a great deal <laughs> because I've been busy with this and, and obviously really, really busy. Uh, yeah, I think we've both had pretty hectic weeks, haven't we? Why? Which is why we haven't played almost... Well, I haven't played any poker, to be honest, this week. No, it's something I come in and out of. I mean, I started off good. I think it's difficult for me to know... I mean, I look at you, Sam, as someone who's an excellent player or someone who's a very, very good player. And in comparison to me, different class. And I... Uh, Note that in order to be good online, I would have to get to be as good as you, and I really I'm not sure if I can do that. That's one of my real worries. That you know I can aspire to it, but how far am I really away? I think I'm quite a long way away. No, I can I can definitely relate to that. When I was starting out, you know there was a few guys who I managed to get in touch with who who were much better players than me at the time, and I thought exactly the same. To be fair, Mal, and um, I did get there, but don't get me wrong, it, it took a lot of time, a lot of reading, and pretty much just devoured poker day and night mm. for months at a time, which is probably something that you or I can't really do now. Yeah. So whereas then when I was younger and I was first out playing poker, you know, 16 onwards, I, all I had on my hands was time. That, that's all I had. Whereas now time is precious, you know, time is vital. It, 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 I don't find that much free time anymore. So, you know, my game will be, you know, not as good as it was. I don't get me wrong, I still think I'm a fairly good player and I can beat, you know, the stakes that I want to play and things like that. But at the same time, you know, the game passes you by. We've seen it happen to many, many a great player, never mind a half-decent player. So you've got to keep working on your game. And I just don't feel like I'll have time to do both. And all I'll be able to do really, I can see, is, is just play kind of recreationally, which which is fine as well, I guess. But I don't know, I just don't have that same desire or hunger as I had last time out. And I, I really thought I would, but... Without that, you you just you can't get going. You know, you get, it's a massive momentum game, poker and confidence game. And if you don't have that momentum or confidence, you're going to really struggle. Well, in another sort of a similar thing that you you know I play you know pool quite seriously, or at least I used to. And and I know the same feeling that when I practiced, and I used to you know, you you me and Sam are quite similar for the people who don't know that we sort of dart from from like. It's almost like a game of Skittles where we sort of run yeah. from little thing to thing and, and sort of get really interested in it and then dart to something else. It's like that game where you have to run to the next like safe zone and uh, that gladiator game where you have to run to the next like safe bit and take We sort of jump around and, and uh, pool, though, has been one of the things that I've kind of stuck with and, and always been good at. But I also recently started to play again because I could start getting contact lenses in. And I was wearing a pair today for the sessions, which was good because it meant I didn't have to wear glasses and stuff. And uh, I had a bit of fun in games when I came home tonight. Now, for the squeamish among you, you'll probably laugh at, you'll probably laugh at this. But when you've got a lens on your eye, what, the way to get them out is you have to lift your eyelid, drop your bottom lid, and you have to sort of touch the lens and sort of, not in a horrible way as it sounds, but like drag it downwards so it folds over and pops out your eye. Yeah, That's my missus wears contacts and I can't watch her change them. She does it like, you know, like it's nothing. Yeah, she will do if she's had them for a while. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's it's 
not as nice as it could be. But I had a funny thing today, and this will probably this will probably make you squirm, Sam. We go bit of saying is uh, obviously I, for some reason my left eye goes in spot on because I think I'm some left-handed. So I can get that in quite easily. Getting them out a bit more struggle, but I I don't worry about it. But when when you touch the lens, obviously because it's on your eye, you're not touching your eye, so it's not uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And you you touch the lens and it just sort of comes off and you sort of feel it move and then it pops out. So. I pulled what I thought was the lens. I sort of went, douche. And I was like, oh, it hasn't come out. And I thought, ah, oh, this little beggar's been a, bit, been a bit funny. So I went in again. And then when I touched my eyeball, I thought, ooh, ow, <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> and, and, and I thought, okay, I'm going to do my left one first. So I'll come back to you, you little sod. I couldn't get it. I can't get you out, you bloody swine. I can't get it. So I went in my left eye, popped the left eye, went out. Looked down and there was two lenses there, so I'd been like hacking at my bloody eyeball. There's no lens in it; it popped out. <laughs> so I was like, oh. "Oh god!" So getting it out's been amazingly proven slightly more irritating than putting them in, um, which is not that bad. I'll be honest; it's actually fairly straightforward. Yeah, I never would have thought you'd never got me saying that. I, you know, last year when I had yeah. them, I'd say, "Oh, get them out, a piece of cake, get them in's a nightmare." I used to cock, cock it up all the time, but for some reason, my left eye is absolutely perfect. But my right eye just struggles. So yeah, but get once they're in, love it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll get used to it. I mean, like I say, uh, my missus she just pops them in and out at will, you know, without even really bre- breaking stride, you know. So I'm sure you'll get to that stage as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't mind it taking it even a little bit of time. It's amazing though, like because I love me pool, I love to play pool. And Sam, you never saw me when I could see. I'm far <laughs> better. Like, I'm literally far, far better when I've got yeah. them. Um, and if you thought I was any good when I wasn't wearing them, you should see me with them in. You know, I'm just, like, 40% better. Yeah, it makes sense that you need your eyes to play pool. You know, you can kind the line up, um, but it, it just makes it so much more fun because you can just see. It's like, it really feels like, it feels like a blessing. It sounds really stupid to say that, but it literally does feel like a privilege to play because it's just so nice to be able to see. It's just like, it's a, you, really, you really appreciate your eyesight, like, well, when you when you don't like have it the way you want it for that one activity, it makes a real difference. And I can't just pop the glasses on to play because everywhere else, you know, I just want to go outside, have my glasses on, fine. But with this particular one activity, I can't do it. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's great. I mean, like I say, you were to, as far as I could see, you know, someone who was not great at pool. You, you looked, you looked a, a fantastic player to me. And if you say you're forty percent better, then I definitely won't be having a game with you anytime soon. But I don't mind yeah. watching you knock a few about. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably, you know, realistically, probably not 40%, but it just it feels so much better. Oh, yeah, yeah. And again, confidence is massive, isn't it? You yeah. know, and you're, the fact that you're just feeling good and getting down on your shots. And... I think it's enjoyment. You know, you, you, you don't mind missing when it's so much fun to, like, have another goal. Yeah, yeah, if you're enjoying playing, that, that's the key. It's just really good fun. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's one thing I'm doing. Uh, obviously, having the contacts is a, is a big step forward for that. There's one funny story from today. Uh, there's a young lad, and he... Uh, is long-sighted rather than sh- I'm short-sighted, so I can only see. Well, actually, I can't see brilliant close-up, but I can see better than. Di- actually, I'm, I'm not sure which one, which way around. Anyway, my prescription's a minus number, and his is a plus number, so we're, we're opposite. Whatever. And he's so bad that if you put something like as far as I'm away from my screen now, which is only probably about 30, 30 inches or something away. Um, he couldn't see it at all. And I said, oh, what's your number? Wow. Now, my eyes are minus 1.5 and minus 2. Right. His is 5 and 15. 
Yeah, I was going to say my my partner's really bad as well. Hers is a, a big minus number as well, to be honest. So I remember when... Uh, it's me, but obviously yeah. she's worse. Yeah. I remember when she had to get some glasses or contact. I can't remember which type it was now before. But um, for some reason, because because of how bad they were, they had to sort of, I don't know, do something or there was some type of special order or something anyway. They, they were going to take a few hours or something. Um, so she had to... And she would left herself without no contacts for whatever reason. So we had to um, kind of, you know, just twiddle our thumbs for a couple of hours. So we, she wanted to go to the toilet or the shop or something. And uh, I basically had to, you know, link her arm and walk around town. It was that bad without them in. Did she have them in when she met you? Or is that, does that explain anything? Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, mate. Yeah, could no, have been never that. asked. He never did ask. I didn't think to bring that up. If she ever puts somebody goes, her, then you know the problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> obviously it would be awful if she said like she took them off and she'd be like oh you look great Sam and like damn that's that's what used to say to me put the glasses on the screen run off it's like yep they, they look they look right in the fit um, <laughs> uh, but I said yeah it's, it's just really um, nice to have them in and, and good to, like a personal success to get them in because I never quite I never was comfortable with the fact that I couldn't do it you know, yeah, it's some of that I think people like myself and you know people who don't have any trouble with their eyesight, they don't really realise probably how important, how massive deal it is when you can sort of flick a little lens in and bang the lights go on. You know, it must be yeah. it must be a great feeling. So, it, you know, oftentimes, like I said, like us lucky enough who can see pretty well or very well, we don't really think about it. And we probably think what's all the fuss about, but you know, I can imagine it is a really really good feeling. And to be fair, mine's like a, a low number for minus, so it's like not not even nearly as bad as as your last talk yeah um, but just going back to this funny story um, I, everyone knows that I am well they probably don't know but if you follow the show for a while I'm 34 I'm 35 next month and uh, so I'm kind of you know honourably heading towards middle age uh, but I'm not that old yet you know I'm kind of like the, the top end of young I think is how I would look at um, not young <laughs> kind of like I can make a slight argument for it not in your twilight years yeah no no way um, I'm in my peak uh, not physically, but I'm getting there. Um, and this, there's this young kid who he's actually a goalkeeper, um, and he plays for a, a sort of a, a northern league team. So he's he's a young lad. He's 21. I think he's 20 at the minute, and he's like really like throws himself at the ball. Like everything's technically good. You know, he, he dives properly. He's, he loves it. You can tell. But he wears these goggle things because he has really strong uh, things. Like I said, five and 15. Um, but he's because he's like quite he's a bit smaller than me. Um, he's not a he's he's not a heavy lad, but he's you could tell he could have a bit extra weight on him if he wasn't careful. Um, he's sort of maybe a stone or so over what you'd say would be perfect athletic size. And he's quite a nice, quiet lad like me. And, and he was wearing these things. So one of the blokes came up to me and went, "Oh, is that your son?" And I'm like, nice. "He's twenty. <laughs> How the freaking is the guy?" I'm like. Oh no! I, I just I was like, oh shit. Okay, <laughs> tickled me that. Good. I was good. I was genuinely. Uh, you, you definitely don't look old enough to have a twenty-year-old um, son, Mal. You know, I like to think I was like sorting women out at that age. But I probably wasn't either. <laughs> I, I was just like, oh my god, stunned. Uh, so I just like played a joke. I was like, ah, I couldn't have pushed anything out that pretty. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, but yeah, so that was my kind of derp moment of the day. Nice. I used to look young, you know. There was a, there was a time where I looked younger than my age. I think I was about three. Oh, when you were but young. Until I was twenty three, I looked about eighteen. And then I just 
looked immediately older. If you get a picture of me when I was 23, then get a picture of me when I was 26, the difference is unbelievable. I guess, though, as well, a lot of it's like you, you dress smart for work. You probably dress smart most of the time. I mean, I think... I've got quite a grey hair now, to be fair, on the sides. There's quite a lot of grey there. Yeah, I'd be grey on... If you look at my LinkedIn picture, there's a, you know... I'd be grey on bald by now if I didn't shave, so... <laughs> I bet you would <laughs> Uh, I mean, I have a good few greys there when, when I forget to shave my head for a while. In, in, in the beard? What's the crack with the beard? Have you got any greys in the beard? Ginger in the beard, to be fair. Oh, my God. Yeah. Shaved. Yeah, as soon as the ginger tinge comes out, that's when the shavers do. <laughs> it's amazing how many people got ginger beards. I, I had a friend of mine, right? Almost everybody. He was white blonde at, at, uni- at high school. He plays in Sunday League now, and I see him regularly. And he... He's now gone bald, so he shaves all his head off. So he used to be literally had like long blonde curtains, mm-hmm. and he's got a like an orange beard. Yeah, like you I was say, like, how much has your body changed? Like you've lost all your hair and you've gone ginger. It's it's crazy, like you said. Literally, I mean, I I don't think there's very few beards I've seen without at least a slight tinge of ginger. In. It's almost like God is telling you something. Like, look, if you shave do this yourself, beard. I'm gonna make it orange. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who's out there from the Ginger Beard Poker Society, I do apologise. But anyway, I have another update, Sam. Okay. On uh, what was what day? Was, what day are we on today? Tuesday. Let me work it out. I think it was Saturday. In the sort of early evening, it might have been Friday. I'm going to say Saturday. In fact, it was. I don't know exactly when it was because my dad had visited me in the morning. It was just before Saturday lunchtime, about half eleven. And the, my dad had just gone because my dad always just drops in on a Saturday to see if I'm still alive just because they probably feel guilty if they left my dead body just lying here after like more than a week. <laughs> so the, he comes in and uh, he, he went and then the, the doorbell went about 30 minutes later. I want me to, my dad's got a key so he always knocks on the door and then lets himself in. Right. Um, I wish there was more women in my house that that would be a problem but unfortunately he's never caught me doing anything yet. <laughs> apart from me ironing once. Um Actually, ironing, nothing untoward, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, the door went, and I thought, nah, I don't know who's coming. I'll just look out the window. So I kind of was on my computer here, went the window, and I seen the bald head. And I thought, that's Rob. Because Rob's got no head. Or Rob went bald when he was 23. Right. And he had long hair at the time, so it was a bit. I think it was a bit of a blow. like. And it had been a while, hadn't it, since you'd seen him at this point? Yeah, I have not seen Rob since... Um, he turned up at my house with all his belongings in October. But unfortunately, I wasn't able to move him into my home, so he went off. But as I suspected, he actually got back with his girlfriend, yined over this permanent like problem very quickly and moved back in. But I never heard from him anymore, so I wasn't sure if I'd upset him or anything like that. But I thought, well, you know, I'll just, you know, we'll resolve it eventually. I'll just let it sit for a bit. Anyway, six, five, six months goes by, and here's Rob at me door. So I just say, all right, mate, come on in. You know, I don't get stupid, like, you know, quiz at the door. Why haven't you been in touch? You know, yeah. Like, us blokes, we would just kind of go, yeah. Yeah, it's standard, and it just invite them in. Yeah, just, you know, nice to see you. Where have you been for the last six months? You know, we love you, mate. All of a anyway, it comes in. <laughs> Little man hug. Oh, no, we don't go that far yet. He's got to earn that, Sam. Got to hug it out, mate. <laughs> it's therapeutic, hugging it out. Oh. Therapeutic. <laughs> Ah, I love it. Anyway, <laughs> but it's kind of the manhood where you do like the high five and then just like round the back, like 
It's kind of like a high five. It's not quite a hug. It's just like yeah. I mean, you just got to commit to it, man. You like, just got to fully commit to it. Literally back slapped to how else, you know, nuzzling you the neck. And you stuff. can't be half. You know, you can't be half assed at it. You got to fully commit to the hug. I agree. We should You'll do f- an article on it. You should do an article on it. <laughs> You'll thank me later. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, um, so yeah, Rob comes in, and what he wanted to show us, God bless him, is he's actually done quite well. I don't know whether you know, I think I mentioned it, that Rob does custom caves for fishes. Yes. Well, Rob's custom caves, and to be fair to Rob, he goes around and he touts them to um, uh, places, fish shops. Not fish shops, fish pet shops. <laughs> Although maybe Rob, he probably does go to fish shops as well. Um, so anyway, these custom caves, basically what he does is he gets some slate and he smashes it on the floor. Then he gets the sizes that like, and he creates a tower, three towers, with um, and little stones that he buys, and he glues them all all together using glue that doesn't hurt the fishies. Right. So he says, I'm hoping that's true. Otherwise, he has a problem. Um, and he washes all the stones in the bath. God knows what his last thing's about this, but when split up. Um, and he is he in the bath at the same time or probably. Well, right, actually, okay. no, I'd be, I'm, that's pretty optimistic to say Rob uses the bath at all, to be honest. Right, okay. <laughs> we're calling the real deal for a reason. Well, we're hoping to get the real deal back on at some point, Mel. Oh, yeah, yeah, he'll come back on. I'm and not sure whether he... Hopefully he doesn't come in. Well, hopefully he didn't want to use me bath, actually. I think that was what I was more worried about. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully he hasn't managed to download the show. No, Rob wouldn't download the show, Christ. He certainly wouldn't bother listening to it. <laughs> He's probably the reason it's bust, actually. He's probably done something with iTunes. Um, so anyway, Rob, uh, he goes, he just laughing. He knows I don't mean it. Um, anyway, he's done really well, actually, to give him credit. is he's, He had an order for 100 of these caves. And he brought one in to show me out of his car. And they're actually all right. Quite it's impressed nice. by it. It's you a know? decent quantity as well. I mean, how, how much should, roughly is he selling for? Any idea? Or? Well, less than I thought, actually, that he, he gets, the shop gets sells them for about four quid. All right. Okay. It costs him maybe... Two, one or two quid to make, right? Um, so it's not huge, and to scale it, there's no way you could ever do it to a decent amount. But if Rob made a hundred quid a month out of it, he'd be happy. Yeah, a little side project. And he actually it. says he loves making them. So you know, fair play to him. It's a little hobby. It's not scalable. It's not going to be a business. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought that was class. And to be fair to Rob, I actually thought they were really nice. And the, the, oh, the nice second one. he makes nice is one. like a Parthenon type thing. It's it's. Squares of slate that have been custom cut to like go into a little tower, and he's made them really nicely. So, hey, I was quite impressed with him. Um, nice to see him and that. So, he did wish the show well, everyone who's listening in. Uh, he's working shifts very nearby, but unfortunately, if he was to come here and then have to go back to North Shields afterwards, it would be an extremely long day for him because it's six or two and two or ten. So, we'd have right. to do the show. Well, he'd have to. Do something for like four hours in the afternoon, which is unrealistic, and then do the show now, and he'd be out of his house for like you know ridiculous amount of time. So it's probably in unworkable that week. The other week, two till ten, we would have to start the show in like half an hour, or probably right, yeah. hour, which is unrealistic for Sam and Gareth if he's still able to make it. Um, but yeah, but yeah, it was nice to see him, and uh, you know, Rob's full of crack as always. He was very, very happy when we said the show was back. He does love oh, that's the show. good. Yeah, he, he used to enjoy being on the show, and he was a good addition, t- to be fair. I think, 
you know, someone like him, his type of personality, his type of style was needed, you know, it was a nice little... Aye, there's a, there's a place for any thick bugger on any show, really. <laughs> Especially this one. <laughs> no, he's a great, Rob's, Rob's a good friend of mine. Um, and to be fair to Rob, I always remember when I had diabetes for the first time, the funniest thing ever, and I never noticed this at the time, but what Rob did is we used to meet um, every... Well, it was like Friday, Saturday or Sunday. We'd always play once. Now, I used to pick Rob up because I don't drink. So I'd pick Rob up from his house in Burnopfield. And I'd text him saying, oh, we'll be there. He said, we'd, we'd sort it out in the week. If I remember rightly, I'd, it was either a Friday or a Saturday. Let's just say Friday for the sake of it. He texted you in the week, are you playing Friday? I said, yep, I'll see you there. No, I never, ever missed it. Mm-hmm. But I'd taken ill and I'd been taken to the hospital because I had diabetes and I was pr- pretty sick. So I was all dripped up, four drips. And I never thought about it. I was so ill. I'm like, oh, I suppose playing suit with Rob. Mom was like, well, obviously you're not, you know, you're stuck in here. And I was there for a week in the end. Evening visiting comes and Rob turns up at the hospital because he's worried. He's worried about why I hadn't turned up. So he'd driven down to my house, checked if I was all right. My dad had said, oh, he's, he's taken ill. He's, he's in hospital. So he'd come straight to hospital and came up to the ward, found out where I was at, came up to the ward to see if I was all right. Ah, nice one, that's a good guy. That's now, a... remember, the funniest thing, Sam, and I, and he's never explained why he did this, but when he came into the hospital, he brought his snooker cue with him. Right. So he walked in with his snooker case. Okay. Now, I was so ill at the time, and I really was feeling like absolute dirt at the time because I hadn't yet got the incident it was, and I was just toxic up to the brains with sugar and just feeling horrendous. And he just stood there with his Stuka case. And later on, like years later, I was like, Rob, why did you leave it in the car? He's like, nah, I was just worried. Oh, bless. <laughs> people give Rob a lot of stick. And he is one of these people that can rub you up the wrong way because he comes out with some crackers that aren't even true. And you know it when he tells you. And even he knows it. But he's actually got a heart of gold, so I'm always like looking out for Rob. because That was a man-hug a... moment. Man-hug-worthy moment if I've ever seen one, man. Well, I had that many drips in his mate. I had four drips that, like, you know. And I don't even remember what happened. I just remember walking in, seeing his case, and be like, oh, I won't be playing tonight, mate. All oh, right. All right, I see. <laughs> it was quite nice of him to come down. That's good. Uh, so he's, he's a good bloke. And if, and if, like, if we ever had, and I remember um, there was a, a lad I used to work with. Another Rob story for everyone. There's a lad I used to work with. I won't give his name. Uh, it was through my normal work. Um, and he was living in a house, and he, he he was one of these little cocksure fellas, like, you know, full of his selling. But he was actually quite an unsure young man as well, just a young lad. And he got his son into a bit of bother with someone who was at the house, and they told him to get out. And he was living away from home, just up here. And he didn't have any money for a train ticket. And basically this person said, I want you out of my house right now. And he said, he rang us up, he says, I, I need to go home. Will he take us to the train station? And I was playing snooker with Rob at the time. And I don't remember how this happened, but Rob answered the phone for some reason instead of me. And he, I, I, you know, he's like, <laughs> okay, mate, hang on a second. So Rob says, turns, says, who is it? He goes, it's so and so. Says, what's the matter with him? Said, I said, like, check his name because I wasn't, I didn't know him that well. He's in a bit of trouble. Can we take him to the train station? So we turned back from going to concert. At Rob's request, went down to this guy's house, 
put him in the car, took him to the train station, and Rob gave him half the money for the ticket. Right. Yeah, like you say, he's proved there in a couple of, couple of situations that, you know, he's, like you say, he's got a heart of gold. Honestly, mate, if you were ever in trouble and Rob was around, obviously he lives a long way away now, but if you, before, I would have rang up, oh, mate, I need to go help Sam out. Will you come with us? Aye. Just jump in the car. Yeah, yeah, you can. You know, there's not many of them people. So, like I say, he's a, he's a decent guy. I, a lot of people give him stick because, like I say, sometimes Rob's his own worst enemy, and I've told him some of the stories he gets. It's like, Rob, why, why, why? Yeah. Even with these custom caves, I was never sure whether to believe it because of, of the type of lad he is. Like, you can sometimes. Yeah, sometimes people just can't help it. I think he just wants to be liked, and the, what he doesn't realize is if he's just himself. He has. He's quite got quite a lot to like. But he tries to force it, and it can rub you up the wrong way. Like if I gave a monkeys on everything Rob said, I probably wouldn't be mates with him. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm just like, Rob, that never happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, aye, where you now? <laughs> <laughs> but some of that, not on the It's a Winter show, if he came out with some like nightmare, I, I wasn't bothered. Like when he said I had AC it, the other lad had AC it. I was like, I'm sure I've heard this one before. I just, I just make a joke of it. Yeah. It's just like, I get on some. But yeah, hopefully he'll come back. Um, I guess it's going to be tough with his job situation, but he never lasts long in most places. So Yeah, the odd guest appearance is more than yeah, Um To be fair, he had a long run at the end of the last time. Yeah, I remember. I remember he was there like clockwork, wasn't he? I think he was there every week, to be fair to him. He was, he was an absolute reg. But I used to enjoy him coming around. Um, it was nice to see him and that. And it was on a Monday. I, not quite sure how I fix for Mondays these days. Monday's probably better for me. Are you are you knacking on a Monday? Um I, I can it's not the best day for me to be fair, but I can probably do it, yeah, or at least do it maybe once or twice a month. Yeah, cool. Well we'll bear that in mind. Um but anyway, have you got anything else to add, Mick? It's gonna be a long show this one. I was just about to say that I do have a few other things, but none of them are majorly pressing. Rob the real deal is took you know, took the main segment well, do, up there. Do you wanna tell people what your up to if that was one of them uh, or anything you're able to say and then we'll we'll wrap it up after that yeah I was just going to say I'm not sure if they can take much more than an hour and a half of us so I'll, just give, a, I'll give a quick update on what I'm up to um, and then yeah maybe go into more detail a bit further up on like I'm sure more things will be happening take as much we can take as much as we're given <laughs> well today I've been running about all day today to be fair um, in an unrelated matter as I'm off to Mexico at the end of the month Mal mm. so I'll have a couple of weeks off the show Disgusting. Yeah, it's not good enough, I know. Um, but, you know, maybe there's Wi-Fi, maybe I can come on. We'll see. I highly doubt it. I've had Becky. many, many, many tequila slammers in me by then. Remember, if anyone offers you a bag of powder, bring me one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, say no. But, yeah, so I'm going, I've actually just found out that it's possibly spring break Why we're there, so I imagine it's going to be absolutely wild, which may not be the best time to take the kids away, but whatever. We'll see what happens there. <laughs> Um, other than Mexico, yeah, I think you alluded to it earlier. I've started, you know, I've been, you called me a writer. I guess I I can be called that now. Have you written cool, anything you know, yet? I've written a few things, been paid for a few things. So, yeah, I guess I'm a writer. Oh, you're a writer, mate. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've flirted with it in the past, on and off. Um, I reached out to a couple of people recently about doing some sports writing, um, trying to get away from the writing about, I, I mean, I've written about poker last time out. I'm more looking to go a bit more mainstream stuff not because I'm not interested in writing about poker, but more because there's more opportunity there with football and things like that. So I managed to strike a deal with the sports betting affiliate to cover the MLS. So mainly I'm, you know, kind of wrapping up one week's play 
in preview in the next, you know, the game week round five or whatever the bloody call it in America, and then kind of offering some predictions, tips, and that. So, you know, I've done a few pieces. It's a bit tough in the beginning because the MLS isn't something I watch a great deal of. So I'm I'm getting sort of clued up on all the teams, all the stats, all the form now. So it, it won't take me long. I've got a keen eye for stuff like that from my sports betting days. Um, well, Robbie Keane to score first. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's injured at the moment, but yeah, when he comes back, he'll be on fire yeah. again. I That's the test. Yeah, I didn't even know that. <laughs> Frank Lampard to score first. Another one injured as well. Mm. And Gerard to boot. I think the, the two right Phillips boys are still going strong. Oh, is that where they are now? Fantastic. Yeah, both of them at the uh, Red Bulls. Nice. It gives. Hopefully, it gives them wings. Da -da -da. <laughs> But yeah, this all kind of came about because I don't know. I was just like you say, Mal. We kind of just dart about from one project to the next, and it just probably popped in my head one night. And I thought, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna give this a bit of a whirl. I wouldn't mind making a few quid on the side for writing about sports. You know, who wouldn't? So I just turned into an absolute LinkedIn savage overnight, really. And just, <laughs> you know, just what's the what's the keyword for LinkedIn? Connected with everybody in sight who had anything to do with writing or journalism or sports or producing or anything like that. I just you know, I just tried to reach out to everybody I could, Oops. see who come back, fired out a bunch of messages, and to be fair, it's worked. You know, I've got a, a great deal of contacts back in, some more potential stuff lined up that we're kind of hashing out at the moment. So for anyone out there who's, you know, kind of in the job market or looking to maybe branch out into something else, I would definitely massively recommend LinkedIn. I've found more or less everybody on there to be, you know, straight to the point, honest, Courteous, none of the messes you'll find, you know, on the Facebooks and the Twitters and things like that. It's, it really is, you know, it's marketing itself as a professional social media site, and it really is that as well. Superb. So, yeah, we'll get other updates from Sam as and when, but uh, do you do it under your own name or do you have a pseudonym? Or um, For these particular affiliate links, there's no name on them, to be fair. They just get lumbered on uh, multiple sites, I think, to be fair, that's how they work, and they're just kind of a drag new customers into... It's called Private Blog Networks. It's high-ranking keywords. Ah, right, okay, so you, you know a bit more than me about it then. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of just to pull new customers in and get them to sign up with the sports books and things like that. So, I mean, everyone has to start somewhere, I guess. Hopefully, the guy has some good contacts who I'm dealing with. I'm also in touch with a few other people, so I will be writing under my own name as often as I can in the future as well. So hopefully I can give some more updates about that in the future. Great. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed that. We've covered a lot of ground this week um, through poker and iTunes and Rob and Sam, what he's doing and everything. We hope G-Dog will be available next week on the show. Uh, we, we, we're not sure why he wasn't here this week, but obviously we hope he's well and uh, look forward to him being on next week if he can make it. Uh, and obviously Rob as well, although I think it's less likely we'll see Rob for now, but I will try. We did talk about doing an interview that I can sort of splice into the show, like we've done in the past. I think that's more likely to be what we get with Rob in the next few weeks. I will try and sort that out with him. Um, I should have really done one when he was here the other day, but we never actually physically got around to it. Although I did sort of mention him doing it, and he seemed quite keen there, just didn't happen. But uh, yeah, guys, hopefully the, the the problems that we're having with iTunes will will resolve itself. If not, um. Again, it's going to be that for the ones of you that hear it, I might put out a special show to point you in the direction of something that does work because I'll have to look at alternatives. So we are going to do something. It may not even be poker. We end up doing it, maybe sports. We, we will see. We want to give you something that you can listen to and 
again, if me and Sam aren't playing poker and, and if Gareth doesn't come back, then obviously we'll have to look at how we're going to move forward. And You know, we've got to be flexible, Sam. We've got to look at all the options. Yeah, like I say, I mean, we, we both really enjoy doing this show and there's, there's no denying that, and we, we definitely do. But I feel like, yeah, a lot of what people probably want to come and listen to is to hear us, you know, either making it or breaking it in the poker world. And if a few more weeks go by and we haven't played, like you say, I mean, we're going to have to think of something, you know. Yeah, well, we'll do a show somewhere. Um, oh, definitely, 100%. You know, like even covering the poker news, you know, just if our own personal updates are enjoyed, you know, and listened to and downloaded, then we'll keep it going. But yeah, we'll, we'll work something out, hash something out. Maybe just making an all-round sports with a bit of poker or something like that. Yeah, yeah, we can we can iron something out. And uh, thank you everyone for listening. It's been one of the longer shows tonight, so we really appreciate any of you who've hung around and listened to it all. And hope we've entertained you as you're out and about in the world. Um, that's the best way to listen. That's the way I listen to shows. Grab them on your iPad, iPod, sorry, or, or phone. Stick them into your podcast list, and then just press pause and play as and when you can. I, I love doing that, Sam. I put it through my when I'm driving or when I'm just walking around shopping and it's great just to listen to people talk and it's that conversant thing and I've actually listened to a few of our shows in the past when we've had them on and right. them to be actually quite entertaining so I hope other people find that as well yeah I mean I do exactly the same to be honest um, I used to back in the back in the day again hey, yeah last one I think as soon as I said back I knew it was coming and I, I still stop couldn't it. stop it it's the right sentence Sam it's the right sentence I stuttered and I still couldn't stop it <laughs> It just <laughs> but yeah, I used to do a lot of driving for my job, and I used to absolutely, you know, consume podcasts like those sweets. To be fair, well, you know, I just have them on all day, every day, and there's so many out there, there's so many great ones, and I really do enjoy them. And, and now I, I struggle, um, I struggle to fit them in again with my well, busy should, lifestyle. You should, you should, I know you struggle to fit them in. You should have a listen to hours because I think you'll find them to be quite, quite fun. Usually, I put hours on when I'm just about to go to sleep, and it works a treat. Yeah, uh, just you know, m- my intro and that—that's me. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done before. I never hear the first track. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I've listened to a few. Uh, it's kind of strange hearing your own voice for a while, and I, like I have got used to that. I have got used to it, um, and I do. I enjoy the shows too, to be honest. And and it's it's weird sometimes. I listen to them fairly recently after we've recorded them, and I'm still surprised at some of the things that get said. Not as in surprised as in wow. More like I can't remember saying them. Or I can't remember you saying them. So it's it, it's good to listen back, to be honest. Well, as you know, I have perfect recall, so I never get yeah, you, surprised. You don't have that problem. Yeah, I don't have that problem. But I can listen to old shows, and I must admit, I've listened to, uh, like, say, I go like show seventy-two, and I fire up show seventy-two. Uh, show seventy-two will be from some point in probably twenty thirteen or something, and I can they're familiar to me but I can't remember the ball. I'm not that good. I can, re- I can remember doing it, and once they've been on, I can remember the show. Right, okay. But I, I'm not that. I'm not good enough where I can say I know what's coming up next. But there are certain phrases where all of a sudden I'll just go, I think someone says something like this in a minute, and then they always do. It's kind yeah, of- I guess that's a great thing and maybe a terrible thing at the same time to, to have, because there must be times where it's just like, no, no way you don't really get that. Like I said, sometimes literally only a couple of weeks after we've recorded it, I'll put something in and I'll be like, Do you know where it's glad tough? I did. Yeah, I'll tell you where it's tough, right? Deep, deep moment to end the show on. Here we go. If I'm if I like had feelings for a girl, say in two thousand and nine or two thousand and four, not a long time ago. Oh, when I meet them, this fight feelings will still be there. I still remember exactly how I felt. Whereas they'll probably barely remember me. You know what I mean? And on that bombshell. 
No, no, it's, See it's, you next week. It's that kind of thing where, like, no. yeah, no, yeah, that's the type of thing I was meaning. I can remember exactly. I can remember exactly how I felt. Whereas some some lass will be like, yeah, Tim, don't don't really remember what I liked about him. I'll remember exactly what I liked about them. I might not like them, but I'll remember why. Mm-hmm. And I remember pretty much what we did or whatever, what we didn't do. Like not not in a physical way, just where we went and stuff like that. And it'll just be sometimes a bit weird like that. It's, it's yeah, not, well, When people say, oh, yeah, you know, I've moved on, I, I find that weird because probably they mean they don't really remember it. Whereas I always remember it. So it's kind of strange like that. But anyway, that is that. But uh, So, yeah, next week, guys, get tuned in. Get subscribed, although I know it's maybe not that easy to do at the minute. Um, but you know, actually, you can subscribe. But just you need to keep your wits about you as to where we where we podcast from, because that could change if iTunes let us down. But I've got every faith. And on that note, we will introduce our final song for this evening, which is "Driven Serious" and "Crucifix Kiss." So, Sam, thank you, and we will see you all next week. See you next week.
We'll see you next week on the Poker Podcast from itsawinner.co.uk. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.